This Nations League show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season continues at MyBookie, and they're now offering a $20 free bet with the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP20 to get a free $20 bet with your first deposit. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up, prop up today. Finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You are listening to your Nations League preview show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at SGP Soccer. Also, don't forget to check out my website, lockbetting.com, where we've just come off another profitable month in September of 2000. £116. However, in the month of October, we are already sitting on £2,096 of profit after just nine days. This is going to be a monster month with the uh, NBA futures, a futures bet we're about to cash on the Lakers. Just waiting for one more game here. They lead 3-1 in the series and that goes down tonight. But what goes down tomorrow and on Sunday is the Nations League. The Nations League is back. Some massive games to cover. So let's crack on with the show. Obviously, I'm not going to be covering every single Nations League game because if I did that, this would be one and a half hours to two hours. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take the same approach I take to the European show, which is a show exclusive to the clients of LockBetting.com. For those of you that aren't clients that haven't heard that show, what I do is I scan through all of the major leagues around Europe and I basically pick out seven to ten of my absolute favourite games and then talk about those on the show. And that's exactly what I'm going to do here. I'm going to look at a small selection of my favourite games from the weekend happening across Saturday and Sunday. And just one thing before I start, for those of you looking for some recap from last week's EPL, there's going to be some big recap because obviously I can't just sidestep past the fact that my team got beaten 6-1 at home to Tottenham and the fact that Liverpool got beaten 7-2 away to Aston Villa. So we'll be analysing all of that on the EPL show next week. So at the start of the EPL show, we'll be running through that. The locks have been going very well throughout the season. I'm very happy with the locks so far since the 2020-21 season started across all formats. And that includes the show I did about Messi. That includes all of the international shows, including the lock that we landed last time out here on the um, on the international shows, the Euro 2020 show. I've only dropped three locks for the entire season. So the record currently sits at 13 and three so far for the 2021 season. 
and that includes uh, the EPL, the Bundesliga and the three bonus shows. We've done the two international shows and the show about Lionel Messi. We're 3-0 and on the bonus locks, 5-1 and in the EPL and 5-2 and in the Bundesliga. So very happy about that. And um, the Champions League show, which we spoke about last weekend, that will come about on Monday once we get past this international break. So to reiterate, I will be doing the Champions League show. I will be previewing that draw, looking at the futures. Then when we have the EPL show next weekend, we will be analysing Everything that happened, we'll be doing a longer show for the EPL next weekend to have a look at last week's crazy results where we got well over the 35 goals that I predicted. I saw the fixtures and thought there'd be a lot of goals, but I didn't think there'd be as many as there was. And then, of course, you'll get the Bundesliga show next weekend as well. So let's crack on with the fixtures. And the first one that I've picked out for tomorrow is Ukraine versus Germany. The Ukraine are the 11 to 1 underdogs here. It's 19 to 4 the draw and it's 2 to 9 on Germany. You might be wondering, especially if you listen to the, the first international show of the season we did, where we locked up Ukraine and we were talking very highly about how they'd done at home. So you may be wondering why they're such big odds and why Germany are 2 to 9 here. Well, it's because Ukraine have lost a whole bunch of players to COVID and have still decided to go ahead and play their games. And um, we saw them get beaten. by France in midweek and that comes off the back of a 4-0 defeat against Spain in their last Nations League game. So this has been um, a very bad period for Ukraine but obviously they have the excuse from the last game where they lost 7-1 the fact that they're missing players but I don't think necessarily having home advantage is going to be able to help them contain this German team who if anything are even more free-scoring than the French. So while they um, certainly aren't anything special defensively, they are very good at finding the back of the net. Germany have actually only kept two clean sheets in their last seven games. So Germany to win here and both teams to score at 5-2 looks pretty big because uh, Ukraine have scored at least once in each of the last 10 home matches. But my pick for this game and the, the best bet would be for Germany to to be able to net over 2.5 team goals here, which is available at even money. I would be absolutely stunned if the Germans don't find three goals here off the back of Spain finding four against the first team and France finding seven in midweek. And I understand that Ukraine are at home and I've made concessions for that, which is why I'm not taking the line at four and a half or five and a half, but two and a half, I think is easily achievable, whether it's in Ukraine or not. And the fact that they are ravaged by COVID makes me even more convinced. Germany in midweek drew 3-3 against Turkey and they'll be looking for a bounce back. But even in that game, they still managed to score three goals and they did it with some fringe players. Here, I expect them to have a much more stronger lineup and uh, I'm even more confident here that they get the three goals needed to to cash this bet. So over 2.5 team goals here for the Germans at even money will certainly be the play and maybe a little sprinkle on Germany to win and both teams to score, which is available at 5-2. Up next, we look at Spain versus Switzerland, where Spain are available at 1-2 to to win this game. It's 10-3 to draw and it's 13-2 on Switzerland. I remember the uh, first game of the 2010 World Cup. The first Spain game was against Switzerland and Switzerland beat them 1-0. 
and there was such doom and gloom about Spain's chances because they came in as a favourites and they were humbled by the Swiss. And then from that point, they uh, they went on to win every single game with their tiki taka football and won the 2010 World Cup. Well, there isn't so much tiki taka anymore, especially when the the senior players who are more familiar with it, aren't in a team. The the new Spain team, they do have a little bit of tiki-taka, but these young players are far more direct. And I think that's going to give them a better chance in the Euros next summer because I think when they played against England and were beaten in the Nations League last season, they were exposed playing that, fo- playing that football when England's pace and directness really got at this Spanish team. But I think they've much improved and their records suggest that because they're now having a very, very long unbeaten run since that defeat. Um, and they've won each of their last seven games on the spin at home. Uh, Switzerland have actually scored in 17 of their last 20 competitive matches and both teams have registered in each of Switzerland's last four fixtures. So Switzerland may be able to get themselves a goal here. So Spain and both teams to score is the same price as Germany and both teams to score in the last game at 5-2. to two. And I think there's value in both games, but I think inevitably Spain continue to win and make it eight in a row here. Um, They look decent in a nil-nil draw against Portugal, although Portugal had the better chances. Spain really did dominate the ball and um, looked the more likely, although Portugal caught them a few times on the counter. I think Switzerland are going to have to try and have the same approach to try and sit back because they know they can't win a football match against Spain. um, And maybe that's how they will get their goal in this game. But I don't think they're going to be able to stop Spain outscoring them with the talent that they have there. Um, Spain on the money line is a bit of a square play, but I think that it's very good to add to parlays, especially as it falls in under what we can pick here at 1-2, to two, minus 200. Um, if you want to take the risk, you can take Spain on the Asian market here at um, at 4-6. to six. That means if they win by one goal, you get a push on the minus one Asian handicap line. If you're feeling really brave, you can take them at six to five to cover the minus 1.5. You get no push if they win by one, so they do have to win the game by two. But I would recommend taking the minus one on the Asian handicap line because I feel relatively comfortable that Spain win this game because Switzerland don't exactly have the best away form, especially when it comes against top teams. Their away wins as of late have really been against poor competition. So I don't think there's much chance that Switzerland win this game game or even come away with anything they'll try to shut up shop and make it difficult for Spain to play but inevitably they'll get the breakthrough and once they get the breakthrough there'll be time at the end of the game for Spain to get another goal because Switzerland will have to come out or it could play out in terms of cashing your both teams to score better if you go down that direction because um, Switzerland could either score when they're pressing the game or they can score um, on some kind of counter or set piece um, which would make it even more difficult for, for Spain to break them down. But inevitably, I think whatever way the cookie crumbles here, Spain end up finding the net a couple of times or maybe even three, four times and winning this game because um, they have so much more class than the Swiss and the Swiss have massively underperformed on the road. So so my pick's going to be Spain on the money line for a safe pick to, to add to, to parlays and whatnot. And if you have got monies, um, a lot of money to bet and you, and you want to lay a big stake down, I think this is relatively safe. Or if you want to start a a little open parlay for yourselves. But um, if you want to just have a one-off bet of the weekend, Spain minus one on the Asian handicap line at four to six will return you one sixty-seven of a hundred pound bet. So that concludes what I want to talk about on Saturday. Let's move on to Sunday now. And we begin by looking at a home nations battle between the Republic of Ireland and Wales, where Republic of Ireland are available at nine to five 
It's 19 to 10 to draw and Wales are the 13 to 8 favourites. But Wales are missing some key players here. They don't have Gareth Bale in their squad because he's still not fit to play. And Jose Mourinho insisted that he doesn't play for Wales and concentrate on getting ready for Tottenham, which is what he's doing. So I really don't fancy Wales to win this game. And with Ireland's recent goal record and without the involvement of Bale, that really takes the likelihood of us seeing goals in this game out of the equation. If you remember last time out, we cashed on the under with the Republic of Ireland at 13 to 20. Well, the price isn't as good here. It's available at four to seven, but I still think there's value in that price. When you look at the fact that under 2.5 goals were scored in 100% of Ireland's last 14 competitive games. In addition to that, under 2.5 goals have been scored in seven of Wales's last eight competitive games. And Ireland has scored just one goal in their last three fixtures. Gareth Bale isn't playing in this game and you have the bragging rights as well because it's a home nations game. Wales don't want to lose to Ireland and Ireland don't want to lose to Wales. I'd be surprised if we see a single goal in this game and I'd be looking at other markets like under 1.5, under one at half time, which pushes on, on one if there is one goal and wins if there isn't any. Or just playing the the under two, which pushes on two and you lose if there's three, but you win if there's one. So lots of ways to go here. Obviously, the safest way is the under 2.5, which is available four to seven. It's chalky, but it's going to cash because I think these two teams probably play out a nil-nil draw or somebody nicks it and, uh, and do their very best to hold on to it and make themselves impossible to break down with 10 men behind the ball. Nobody wants to lose this game and nobody really has that that player who's going to be able to unlock the kit, unlock the door if they play defensively. Wales didn't look like they had a goal in them against England at Wembley. Um, Ireland couldn't score against Slovakia. And as I said, they've scored one goal in the last three and um, under 2.5 goals cashing in 100% of your last 14 games in Ireland's case is pretty, pretty good data here to back the under in this one. We look at another home nation now, and it's the home nation. It's England who are participating in the game of the week here this weekend. Um, They're at home to Belgium, the number one ranked country in world football at the moment. And it's a complete pick'em. England are available at six to four. Belgium are available here at six to four. And the draw is available at two to one here in this one. And I wouldn't be surprised if that come in. Um, I have a small lean towards Belgium to to win this game just because I think they had better quality in this squad. England have picked a um, a young squad here with not a lot of caps between some of the players, although they do have enough players there to put together a, a relatively senior team. But there has been some dissension in the ranks with the, with players going out and partying and whatnot and Gareth Southgate looking slightly rattled. Whereas this Belgian team, they just win. In fact, their draw, where they played a very, very, very rotated team against the Ivory Coast, was the first time they haven't won in 12 matches because they were riding a 12-match win streak. Uh, England have decent home form. They've won their last eight home games and they are coming off a win against a, uh, a Wales second team uh, with Calvert-Lewin scoring in that game. England have scored 24 goals in the last five matches and Belgium have scored in 20 consecutive internationals. So whilst I lean Belgium, the data is telling me that both teams are probably going to find a net in this game. And when I looked up the price for that, it was pretty generous. You're getting both teams to score in this game at 4-5 to five, with supporting data telling you that they are two 
very, very free-scoring game, uh, free-scoring teams. Sometimes teams like this can neutralise each other out. We saw the Champions League final uh, where it was very, very neutralised. Um, but then again, the stakes were a lot higher. And as much as UEFA want to harp on about the significance of the Nations League and want to get it off the ground as a big major tournament. I don't think teams necessarily approach it that way. So I don't think we're going to get a very conservative game here between England and Belgium where they're going to try and approach it with the mindset to not get beaten by the opposition. I think we're going to see a a free-flowing game between two free-scoring teams who don't really have great defences. I mean, Belgium are the number one team in the world, but their defence doesn't exactly set the world on fire, much like Germany and England are in that situation as well. In fact, I think when we head towards Euro 2021, one of the key things is going to be the team that are able to combine their attacking intent with the ability to defend are probably going to do really, really well in the tournament. And that could be France because that's possibly what led France to to win the last World Cup because they're very balanced. When you look at Portugal's recent successes where they won Euro 2016 and won the, uh, the Nations League last season, they're a very balanced team as well who have a lot of attacking players but don't necessarily... Um, set out to simply score one more goal than the opposition. They're not really prepared to go out there and win games 3-2 or or 4-3, but they would rather sit in and and wait for the right opportunities to come about. And you can see, if you watch the game against Spain in midweek, you can see why they're successful at that, because Spain bossed all of the ball and bossed all of the game, yet it was Portugal that had four or five clear-cut chances to score in that game. How... How Joe Felix missed at the end of that game, I'll never know. And then obviously we had Cristiano Ronaldo hitting the underside of the bar and almost scoring. So they were very unlucky not to to use not to beat Spain with the usage and implementation of that tactic. So there's there's various ways to play uh, international football. It's not a case of the the prominent teams using the high press, which is what we're seeing at club level with Liverpool and Bayern Munich. And and more recently, we've seen the exposure of that because Bayern have looked very shaky in recent weeks, scrapping to a 4-3 win against Hertha Berlin, being beaten by Hoffenheim. And we all saw what happened to Liverpool. With tactics in football, sometimes they come into fashion for a, for a longer period of time or sometimes they come into fashion for a short period of time. But in the end, everything gets figured out and evolution is something that always will prevail and teams that can evolve at the right times and be at the front of the curve will always do better and um, balance is something that can't be overlooked it can never harm you to have the right balance within your squad or within your first 11 and the ability to defend and your ability to sit on a lead and your ability to to counter attack it's it's very important to be a well-balanced side and I don't think that these two sides aren't necessarily well-balanced sides but they certainly can find the back of the net England do it with with a lot of pace and uh, Belgium do it with a lot of creativity. They have players like Kevin De Bruyne who can just unpick the lock and um, and create chances for players. Whereas England will just attack you, attack you with raw pace with the likes of Sterling and, and Rashford. And obviously they have Harry Kane up there who can who can finish chances. It'll be interesting to see if if Gareth Southgate tries to use Kane in the way that England uh, that Tottenham sorry have used him in recent in recent weeks, where he just drops back and becomes more of a quarterback and tries to to find balls and use the pace 
pace of the quicker players because that may be perfect for England because whereas Tottenham have song, England have pace in the likes of Sterling and Rashford and, and Jordan Sancho. So they can really implement Kane in that position. And I'm sure Gareth Southgate's been been watching the Tottenham games. I mean, that's his job to watch every second that every England player plays. So he'll know that Kane has more assets to his game and um, if England can utilise that, they'll be a lot more dangerous as well. But for me... I think Belgium still edged this out. I like them here as a pick at 10 to 11 due to the, the turmoil where England are, are in or semi-turmoil. It's not really a huge deal. I mean, these are young players who have decided to go against COVID regulations because COVID isn't a risk to them and they have a lot of money in their pocket to burn. I mean, you've got to think that these are youngsters in their 20s getting a 100 grand a week and they're being told that they can't go out and spend it because they have to sit in and they've gone out and arranged their own house parties in their massive houses and um, have had their mates and girls over. And really, who can who can knock that? I, I there's, there's, there's nothing I can say about that. There's There's no way that this this little virus that that kills 0.03% of people needs to stop life. Uh, We've tried lockdowns and lockdowns haven't worked. And uh, if these guys decide to live, they they need to go out and live. And um, unfortunately for four or five of them, it has cost them their place in this, in this squad. And um, that is this, that is the situation at the moment with, with England and it is a little bit frosty and it is a little bit, there is a little bit of turmoil and Belgium coming a lot more organised as the number one team in the world. Much more consistent. And I think if anybody wins this game, it's going to be them. But uh, both teams to score here, really good price at four to five for two attacking teams to both find the net here at Wembley in the game of the week on Sunday. I'm going to close out by looking at Russia versus Turkey on Sunday night, which sees Russia as the 11 to 10 favourites here. It's 21 to 10 to draw. And it's 13 to 5 on Turkey. I can't see past a Russia win here, and I really like them on the money line. If you want to be a little bit more safe, you can take them here on the pick market at 8 to 15. But I would even look at being a little bit more risky here and taking Russia to win to nil, which is available at 27 to 10. And you're getting that at nearly 3 to 1. Um, six of Turkey's last seven games have featured under 2.5 goals. And Turkey's 10 Euro qualifying matches featured only 21 goals. So you're going to look at a tight game here with minimal breakthroughs. And if anyone's going to break through for me, it's going to be Russia, who have won 10 of their last 12 matches. They are the informed team here. Their second team were beaten by Sweden 2-1 two two in a midweek friendly. But prior to that, their other Nations League games saw them win 3-2 against Hungary and 3-1 against Serbia and you have to fancy him to to beat this Turkey team because Hungary are a decent side and Serbia are a decent side they're two sides that progressed to Euro 2020 in midweek so I think I really like Russia here to win this game it's based on the fact they've won 10 of their last 12 and to win a tight game where they managed to win with a clean sheet so Russia uh, with a clean sheet so Russia to nil is available at 27 to 10 but if you want to play it safer money line 11 to 10 or even safer than that Russia 8 to 15 as a pick here against Turkey and I certainly think there's no danger taking that pick play because I certainly don't think that Turkey come to Russia and win this game based on current form so bet that however you want my lean would be on taking the risk on Russia here on the money line here at 11 to 10. Closing out with a lock on this show. Last time out with a lock dog parlay, we went 100%. We landed a lock, we landed a dog, 
and we landed the parlay Slovakia Ireland under Slovakia with the clean sheet and the parlay was Spain on the double chance with England to win and over 2.5 goals against Wales and that didn't actually go off at even money that actually ended up going off at 13 to 10 because information came out during the day that England were going to play a significantly weakened team and really rotate the squad and that moved from even money to England to win an over 2.5 at 13 to 10 so you got a massive price on that accumulator on that parlay so we're going to try and do the same here so we're not going to break up the mojo we're going to keep Ireland in the lock here so we're going to have a chalky lock at 4 to 7 which is going to be Republic of Ireland and Wales under 2.5 I went through the data there um, there's nothing there that's going to change my mind I certainly think that's going to be a, a low scoring game which probably is going to end up cashing every facet of the under that we went through be it the under one goal half time be it the under two goals on the Asian handicap line or even one under one and a half goals I just think if there is a goal in that game that's going to be the deciding goal it's going to be the the major breakthrough that ends up winning that game so under 2.5 I think is very, very safe in this one at four to seven. Um, looking at the dog play, I'm going to go with Germany to win, which obviously isn't a dog, uh, but over 2.5 team goals. And we looked previously, I mentioned Germany team total was at even money. Well, if you add Germany to it as well, you can get that at 13 to 10. So as that's plus money, that qualifies as a dog. And that's what we're going to take here on the show. Uh, if you don't accept that as a dog, then take Belgium to win away to England. Um, but my official dog is going to be uh, Germany to win and over 2.5 team goals. That's not over 2.5 goals. It's over 2.5 team goals. So Germany need to win this game and they need to score three goals themselves in the game as well. So that's why that qualifies as the dog. As for the parlay, we're going to go for Spain on the money line, Germany on the money line and Russia as a pick. I can't see how this loses. There is a possibility that Russia could push if Turkey try and sit in and give a perfect defensive performance and break the entire game down and squeeze the life out of it and Russia aren't able to penetrate. No bother. You still end up cashing the 1-2 to two and the 2-9. to nine. You win your short parlay. You move on with your money and you end up betting on something else at the start of next week. I'm going to be back at the start of next week with the Champions League show. We're going to preview all of the Champions League groups. We're going to preview all of the Champions League futures. After that, we're going to have the Bundesliga show, Das Bundesliga show, and then we're going to have the return of the EPL show. And that's going to be a longer show where we're going to look at those freaky results from last weekend. And we're going to look and talk a little bit more about Liverpool and Manchester United and what went on there and what the future holds for Man United. We're going to look at what business teams done in the transfer window. We're going to look at what the expectations are for Everton this season. We're going to look at what's going on with Tottenham because they look sneaky good. We're going to do this game by game. And as we approach those teams and talk about their games, we're going to talk a little bit about how they've started the season as well and reflect back on last week's games as well. So we're going to do all of that on next week's EPL show. But for now, that concludes this edition of your Nations League show. Let's hope we have another sweep with the lock, dog and parlay once again. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. 
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.